Welcome to the Corporate Caffeine Podcast. Today's episode is actually a recording from one of my recent live streams. I do these every Wednesday at 12.30 Central on Facebook and on LinkedIn. I'd love for you to join me there. Just a warning though, these are a little weirder and a lot more personal. So I hope you enjoy and let's go ahead and dive right in. Hey, you guys, Dacia Coffee here, and welcome back to Corporate Cafe. Now, you can probably tell that I am not in the Marketing Blender offices today. I'm actually in Southern California for two speaking events, and it's going to be really, really fun. But I didn't want to miss an opportunity to share something that is really um Working in my mind, um, been working a lot on with different clients on this topic, and I think it's something that um, dangerously many people miss. So, this one today specifically is for business owners and also for anyone that has revenue ownership um, and accountability inside of the company if they are a leader in that area. And we're talking about revenue quality and revenue risk. And whether or not your revenue quality has what I'm going to call transferable value. So whether you're, if you're a founder or the owner of the business, whether you're planning an exit or not, um, you know, where you're going to sell your business, the truth of the matter is you should be building a business that is super high value anyways. I mean, literally the reason that some businesses are sold for extremely high multipliers is because valuation is a reflection of true excellence in that company. And so whether or not you think you're ever going to retire from your business, you ought to be building a business of excellence no matter what. Um, so today's video, of course, is going to be focused on that revenue generation side. Now, valuation is really boils down to EBITDA and how profit you, profitable you are but also the surrounding pieces of that, or can your, the elements of your business be transferred to someone else and maintain their value and their integrity? If it's not you or somebody specific in your company, can this be replicated in a different scenario following the system of excellence that you built? That's really what we're talking about. So a lot of times people are thinking, oh, I've documented my processes or, you know, we have really clear financials. We know how profitable we are. We know we've got a really strong business model. But as I truly believe, and I've seen this, that a lot of times people don't think about whether or not their business development system and their revenue growth and even their revenue model, whether or not it is infused with excellence and whether or not that is transferable. So what do we even mean when I'm talking about evaluating the quality of your revenue and really fleshing out hidden risks and hidden weaknesses that could be lowering the valuation of your company? So I'm going to run through a couple of big picture areas. We're going to do a super deep dive on this. If you can't make it to the event, shoot me questions about this. I think this is a really, really important piece of the puzzle too often as business owners, we are super hyper focused on revenue right now. Am I going to hit my number this quarter or next quarter? And you guys, we need to be balancing a right now point of view with a far out 
point of view and a big picture point of view in order to have really stable and high quality revenue. And this one of my favorite phrases, if you guys have ever worked with me or worked alongside of me, predictable and sustainable revenue growth, predictable and sustainable, because who wants to stay in the madness of constantly being like, I don't know where my next deal is coming from. I don't know how we're going to hit next year's growth goals. I don't know what we're going to do if we, if we have too much churn in my sales team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's maddening to constantly not be able to project what is going to happen in the future of your business. And guess what? You should be able to, you should be able to. So marketing and business development system notes when marketing and sales is in lockstep, it should be something that can run because it is a optimizable system. So let's talk about some of those symptoms, some of the checklists basically, so that you can figure out whether or not you've got high quality revenue. So first of all, <laughs> predictable and sustainable is your revenue growth and is your current revenue predictable? If not, that is not high value and it is going to hurt evaluation of your company. Do you know where the sources are coming from? Where is the impact on your business really, really happening? Can you confidently segment all of your different lead sources? Can you optimize each lead source? And hint, if most of your business comes from referral and that referral system referral system is not in place to predictably count on referrals, that is not a system. That is hope marketing. And that's wonderful mirror that you are delivering at a high level where your clients are referring you. However, you need to have an engine behind that. And it shouldn't be everything that you're doing, the only thing that you're doing. Is your business development system repeatable? So here's what I mean. Is it based on one or two super brilliant people in your marketing or in your sales team? If not, that's not repeatable because it means it cannot be trained and transferred to someone else. Um, all right, a couple of really basic ones. Do you have this stuff documented, right? Do you have a marketing plan in place? Do you follow your marketing plan? Do you communicate progress? Do you, is marketing part of your leadership check-ins? Um, is there healthy, continuous improvement in identification of which KPIs actually matter when it comes to marketing and to sales? Because on the sales side, there are leading and lagging indicators. And if you are only focused on the sales number, there is nothing you can optimize because that is rear view mirror looking. Your sales number is just like your weight. What it is today is what it is today. And there's nothing you can do but you can change activity level and you can change tactics and you can optimize what's happening, the actual activities happening in the sales pipeline. And that then is a leading indicator. And there are a million different sales and marketing metrics, but honestly, guys, I have never worked with a business where there were more than four or five key ones that truly and predictably told the quality and the health of a pipeline. So really diving into where is the real impact on your business coming from and how can we maximize those points of impact and build an ecosystem that makes them more effective. I'm going to shift a little bit into revenue strategy. A big piece around valuation is brand equity. Now, I do not have enough time and maybe I will do a video specifically on brand equity, 
but is the strength of your reputation and your likability, the truth and the heartbeat of who you are, is it strong enough to attract amazing clients, amazing loyalty, amazing referral partners, and amazing talent? Do you have brand equity that just by the strength of your position in your market creates predictable a predictable flow towards you, some magnetism towards you, if you will. So really fleshing that out. Also looking at your conversion points, when people land, when they find out about you, when they're referred to you, when they come across your digital marketing, when they land on your pages, do you have high conversion levels converting interest into inquiry and then inquiry into sales? Are you really converting at a high level? That is another indicator of brand equity because you're talking about the strength of your message, the strength of your branding to convince people that you're the real deal and that you serve and provide and produce in excellence and in integrity. So really looking at that. And side note, guys, do you even know what good is? Do you have any idea what the benchmarks for conversion are? Guess what? Hint, there's lots of them. And they're even broken down by industry. And they're even broken down by point in sales and marketing pipeline. So you can look around and go, what is great? And are we great? And if not, how do we get great? Because you can't improve your valuation and your excellence, the value of your company, if you don't know. Now, I'm going to take a quick pause for just a moment. Um, and hopefully you guys are hanging with me because I heard a statistic the other day that is horrifying. 80% of businesses cannot be sold. 80% you guys. And if you're an entrepreneur, this is bad, bad news because for the majority of us, the bulk, the massive bulk of our personal wealth is locked in our business. And if that lock is so shut down and based on you as an individual entrepreneur, that it cannot be opened by someone else. It cannot be transferred to someone else. You do not have a thing to sell. That means you don't have real wealth. You have revenue flow and it will disappear just like that if you're not at the center of the circus. So really, this is so, so important for thinking long-term and it's not okay to constantly be stuck in the messy middle of today and the frenzy of busyness. You have to get out and see the bigger picture because guess what? Not just you, but your whole team wants to work for a company that is based in excellence. So Let's get back into a couple additional metrics. And literally, I am looking at my list right here. Guys, There's, I literally have 75 different points of revenue quality metrics and questions and benchmarks and ways that you can test this. And so just giving you a little bit of a sample. And, um, you know, I would love to hear your questions. I would love to hear if you're thinking about this or what you know so that I know how to better serve you guys. So also, do you have optimized technology? Is everything documented? Do you have healthy onboarding systems and training mechanisms so that if you do have a system, it can be plugged in with new people? Side note, this is not just about valuation. This is about scalability. <laughs> so if you want to more aggressively scale your business, these, these questions are shockingly similar to one another. Um, can you see the activity of your sales team and your marketing team? Do you have a clear and simple view quantified view of your pipeline 
so that you know where the problems are, so that you know which problem to run towards and fix and optimize and remove so that you can more aggressively grow and so that you ha- you can prove the health and the, the solidity of your pipeline. So that's another one. Um, there are a lot of hidden problems when it comes to things like Salesforce or any other CRM. Um, hint, the definition and the transfer, the documented transfer of a marketing qualified lead to a sales qualified lead. Have you guys ever talked about what the difference is between those two? Have you ever talked about the process of transferring that? This is about future pipeline and understanding that there are warm or lukewarm leads in your pipeline that can be nurtured, but you do not want to waste your high paid sales team's time on people that are not quite ready, but you want to serve those people in integrity so that they stay in your ecosystem and that you stay in theirs when they are ready to buy. So a couple additional, um, do you have a good sense of where you stand in your digital ecosystem? Are you sure that your targeting is on point? Do you have benchmarks and metrics that you understand and that you feel confident mirror back to you the effectiveness of your digital marketing and whether or not it has anything to do with attribu- you know, attribution to sales outcomes? Um, also, do you know what your share of voice is? And so this is slightly different, although um, complementary to market share, but do you dominate the space? Are you setting yourself up to be a winner for tomorrow because you are the voice, you have brand equity that everyone is listening to? All right, a couple other ones. Do you have gaps in your revenue? So a couple quick, I've got so many on these, but I'm gonna try to fly through these quickly. For instance, if you have a healthy customer base, are you, do you have a strategy for going deeper and wider with those clients? And can you show increase in the lifetime value of a customer? So if they come in here, you can show that generally speaking, customers do go deeper and wider with you over a longer haul. Do you have anything in place that can be similar to, for instance, a subscription model where you're very sticky, where you become integral to how a our clients runs their business. And so then there's something that compels them to stay with you. Not just what have you done for me lately, but long-term find by the client. Is there an opportunity where you could build something like that? Do you have a balanced set of revenue streams? Um, so if the market changes or if there's a part of your business that is, um, definitely oriented and vol- you know, to the volatility of a market or external factors? Do you have any other revenue streams or service or product offerings that balance that volatility and that keep you going so that you can capitalize on up markets but not be killed by down markets? Do you have the right product mix? Are you paying attention? And do you have an R&D strategy into the future where you're using marketing intel to predict and use it to iterate what you're providing to the market. Are you telling the truth internally and using marketing and sales pipeline metrics to infuse the future of your company and not just siloing marketing and sales into this tiny little thing that only is responsible for revenue? Come on, guys. Like, first of all, it's not only. And so many of you just treat it like this little side thing. It's not appropriate and it's not reflective of a high value company. Um, What's your customer churn? 
Do you have customer strategies? I talked about customer strategies for going deeper and wider with your clients, but do you have customer strategies for keeping them happy? Do you have customer strategies for turning them into evangelists and referrers for you? Um, and then really, really big one, and I see this all the time, do you have risky revenue? When you look at the balance of your customer mix, is 70% of your business locked up in one or two customers? That's bad. If so, and you need to aggressively and immediately work to mitigate that risk and start balancing, balancing your customer churn. You cannot allow the success and future of your company to be based on the success and future of another company. It's too much outside of your control. So it's fine to have whales, but guess what? Whales should represent only a portion of your total, all, total revenue, and they should represent only a portion, even if you're an enterprise company, of what's possible, right? Never pick a market that is so small or so tight that there's no place to grow. That also has to do with valuation. Speaking of when people are looking at investing in or buying your company, they want to know is there upside? Is there untapped potential where your transferable model, both on operations, but marketing and sales also will work in a new industry? This is super, super critical. Nobody wants to buy or invest in a stagnant business. And you've got to be able to look in the mirror and talk to yourself honestly in your team, honestly, about whether you're static or whether you're a dynamic business with tons and tons of upside and future potential. All right. Also, um, do you have a healthy balance around most profitable margin products, right? Um, I hate to say this, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyways. Salespeople have a tendency to default to price um, and feel comfortable selling the thing that is easiest or the thing that is cheapest because they get business fastest. That is killing the value and the multiplier of your company. So you've really got to think where are places where you can shore up or increase margin? What can you do to add value that makes you incomparable? So not so much, you know, just fighting over the exact same market share over the exact same definition of differentiators, which by the way, means you are not differentiated if your competitors can say the same thing about themselves, right? And especially if the client does not value what you say your differentiators are, then you're not different, right? So do you have a healthy mix of this? And are you thinking honestly about how to balance that and how to make sure? So that's another piece. Do you have a clear differentiation and positioning strategy or can somebody better, faster and cheaper come eat you up tomorrow? You're not going to get the highest multiple that you're, that is possible if you have really not fortified your market position and created some places that are almost untouchable. It is possible even in a commoditized market. You've just got to think differently and you've got to put your customer at the center. There is always untapped value. There is always unresolved frustration and you simply need to find it and then build it into your business delivery system. Um, and then of course, you know, we just want to look at standard metrics. What are the number of customer accounts that you have? What is the type and balance of those accounts? How profitable are those accounts? How sticky are those accounts? Um, are there different segments? What's, this, what's the profitability inside of different segmentation? And do you have sales processes and systems in place to support all of this? Do you know your closing ratios? 
Can you improve them? Can those optimized closing ratios be trained? And do you have, can you show, can you show documented sales acceleration that can be maintained and sustained because you are crystal clear where that future business is coming from? You guys, this is not magic. This is not hope. This is not a hope the economy is going to be okay. I hope we can hit our sales number. I hope nothing changes so that we can maintain success. Absolutely not. This is about ruthless and relentless truth telling and a commitment to identifying value externally so that you serve value that's defined by the customer and identifying value internally so that you mitigate risks so that it is never based on a single individual or a single set of circumstances or anything external that could be taken away or broken, but where you can continue business even if and when you have to hit a hard patch or something unexpected. Um, so be thinking about how bulletproof you are, um, thinking about your future, and then one final thing, if you are in exit mind, you want to be thinking about how good is your prospectus. Guess what? Investors and buyers are still human. In traditional communication tactics that build trust and that create understanding, they apply even inside of financial documents and financial discussions. So do not just think that all of a sudden your brand has nothing to do with how you communicate. That's not true. It has everything to do. You should be able to communicate the core values that have made you successful and you should be allowed to live in them as you have these discussions about the future of your company. So I hope that helped. I hope to be perfectly honest that it was a little like drinking from a fire hose because there's a lot more behind this. And really my goal on this this episode was to get you shaken up a little bit. I really want you thinking about the difference between being successful for now and being a legacy oriented business that's successful for the long haul and is good for lots of people beyond yourself and beyond your immediate team and immediate customers today. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. All right, you guys have an amazing week. Focus on value, focus on value in yourself, in your business, in your team, and just go be awesome onward and upward. <laughs>